Let's enjoy today's message by Sam Adiemi. All right. So we continue with our discussions on covenant health. Let's read from Exodus chapter 15, verses 25 and 26, New Living Translation, as we share from the Word of God. Exodus 15, 25, 26. So Moses cried out to the Lord for help, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw it into the water, and this made the water good to drink. It was there at Marah that the Lord set before them the following decree as a standard to test their faithfulness to him. He said, If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So this is the covenant of health. Number two, one of the most profound statements that Jesus made is found in John chapter 10, verse 30. He said, I and my father are one. Listen, oneness with God solves problems at all levels. Oneness with God (laughs) solves problems at all levels, okay? Because in the first place, it changes our nature. It changes our nature. When Jesus said, I and my father are one, the Bible records there in John chapter 10 that the Jews took up stones to stone him. So he asked them, for which of the miracles are you going to stone me? They said, we're not stoning you for any miracle. We're stoning you because you, being a man, have now made yourself equal with God. In other words, when Jesus said, I and my father are one, he was saying, I am in the same class of being with God. But that was the original design, wasn't it? Remember Genesis 1.26, let us make man in our own image after our own likeness and let them have dominion over everything. So I'm saying this oneness with God affects our nature and puts us in the same class with God. That solves problems at a spiritual level and at all levels. We get a new identity in God. The consciousness of our oneness with God bats faith, bats confidence in our hearts. It changes our thinking because the things that should normally stop us get our thinking stranded will not be able to get our thinking stranded anymore. Oneness with God changes everything changes our behavior, changes even our results and our outcomes. Okay? So, since the fall of man, okay, into sin, the pathway to oneness with God has been through the curtain of covenants. According to the biblical account, as soon as Adam and Eve sinned, God taught them to kill animals shed the blood and he even put used the skin of those animals to cover them okay because um, so with that the animals took their place because the wages of sin is dead with that man could get back into covenant with god and then have that oneness with god it's so so important 
In Genesis chapter 15, we read the story of Abraham. Uh, yes, God had promised to give him a, a whole nation or to build a new nation through him. And God said it was going to happen through his son. But Abraham did not have a son. So in Genesis chapter 15, Abraham was asking God, how is it going to happen now? <laughs> how is it going to happen? And you know what God did? God told him to take some animals and to cut them in halves. Which again is one of the ways that people caught covenants, blood covenants. Okay, in those days. Can you imagine God came down to speak human language okay, to Abraham? Let me let you know how this thing is going to work. The two of us are becoming one. Because when you cut a blood covenant, you and your blood covenant brother become one. Literally, your lives are mixed together. It's either they slit the wrist, let blood drip into a bowl of wine, mixed the two bloods together, and both parties drank them and then declared they had now, they had now become one. Okay, or they killed, they sliced animals in two halves and the two parties passed through. Now that second one was what God did with Abraham in Genesis 15. But everybody knew worldwide, everybody knew from that point on when two people were in a blood covenant relationship together, their two lives were now the same. What belonged to one party now belonged to the other. Okay, if the other will need it, whatever threatened one threatened the other, whatever one will do to protect himself or herself, the person had to do to protect the other. Okay, and this is what God did with Abraham. God and Abraham became one. And you know what happened? Then power entered Abraham's body and the barrenness or whatever dysfunction it was that could stop his body before could not stop it anymore. Abraham produced a son. Sarah produced a son when she was well past menopause. Oneness with God. Oneness with God solves all problems, breaks through all barriers. That is what we're trying to say. All right. So, fast forward to Exodus 11. Because in Genesis 15, God had told Abraham, oh, you're definitely, you're having a son and building a nation through you. And he said, there's coming a time, a few hundreds of years from now, your descendants will be taken away. Okay, a short while from now, your descendants will be taken away to a foreign country. And he said, they'll be there for a few hundred years and then they will come back to this land and I'm giving it to them. When it was, so Israel found themselves, okay, the descendants of Abraham in Egypt. And then they had become slaves. Because they were a threat to the government of Egypt. And then it was time for God to bring them back. You know the story. The plagues, okay, that were meant to, to compel Pharaoh to let these people go. But, I mean, the whole economy was built on them. Free labor. Free labor they were getting from the Israelites. But in Exodus 11, God told Moses, I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. This one, when you do it, Pharaoh is not going to stop you. He's going to push you out himself. Tell every family to take a lamb, to kill the lamb, shed the blood, and splash the blood on the doorpost. Can you see it? We're back to the blood covenant, right? And the implication, Israel and God became one in one night. And once they became one, slavery 
could not hold Israel anymore. The chains of slavery were shattered. Their identity changed. A new nation entirely was born. They marched out powerfully and with wealth. That was a turning point. I'm talking about the power of oneness with God. Okay? The power of oneness with God. So, Israel was now in the desert. And God was speaking to them. So in Exodus 15, where we started, Moses was then talking to Israel, the words of God. Okay? Moses then said to Israel, especially in verse 26, If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Wow. God's, it's it's amazing that in God's system, there is provision for health. There is provision for health. God says, look, now that you are out of Egypt, and you are now part of my system. If you obey my commandments, keep my laws, my statutes, I will put none of the diseases of Egypt on you. Hallelujah. When you are one with God, you enjoy God's health system. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> there is a God kingdom health care system. The provision is not just for healing. The provision is for health. The provision is for health. But I want you to pay attention to what was said there carefully. Because a lot of the time we want to get the miracle, the instant miracle. We just want God to solve the problem. But I'm saying here there's a difference between health and healing. You need healing when health is lost. The primary thing God wants us to have is health in the first place. The absence of those sicknesses and diseases. If they come, the power of God resolves them. I just want to establish the fact. What God wants for us is health. But there are conditions. So I'll read it again. If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. This is amazing. God's provision of health is tied to obedience to God. In living a covenant lifestyle. Once you become one with God, your values must change. You've got to adopt God's values. Living by those values. And aligning our behaviors with those values. That is what it takes to keep the covenant working. The Bible is divided into two parts. The Old Testament, the New Testament. The word testament is another word for covenant. The Old Covenant, the New Covenant. The Bible is a book of covenants. You have the, yes, the promises of the covenant, but you also have the conditions for the covenant. God was saying here, 
obey my statutes, align with my decrees, do my word. <laughs> he says, you will be fine. I'm going to keep those diseases away from you. This is remarkable. So in the Ten Commandments, you have don't steal, don't kill, don't lie, don't commit adultery. And he said, you align with those values, right? He says, you're going to enjoy sound health. <laughs> Remarkable. Those, doing those things is aligning with the culture of Egypt. Okay? Aligning with uh, uh, the culture of a godless system. But once you come into God's system, you adopt God's values, you align with God's values, says, you're going to enjoy good health. I love this. Okay, in fact, when you read more of the statutes and decrees that Moses gave Israel in the desert, you would see there that there were also hygiene laws. There were also dietary laws. In the course of this month, we're going to explore those different dimensions. Okay, we're going to explore those different dimensions. But I'll tell you one thing. You can describe everything as aligning with God's values. The things that are very important to God are not important to Satan, are not important to other systems. When you become a part of God's system, what God prioritizes must become your priority. Now fast forward, let's go back to Jesus Christ. And he says you can sum up everything in one word, love. They asked him in Matthew 22, which is the greatest commandment? You read verses 37 to 40. He says the greatest commandment. He says, love God. He says the second one is exactly like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. He said on these two hang all the law and the commandments. Paul the Apostle would write later in Galatians 5 verse 14, New Living Translation, Galatians 5 14. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Wow. The whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. I'm saying here today, the way we treat one another (laughs) the way we treat one another affects our health. When you become a part of God's system, you've got to understand this. Whatever you do to man, you have done to God. How we treat other people affects God, period. 1 Peter 5, verses 8 to 12, New Living Translation. Sorry, 1 Peter 3, verses 8 to 12, New Living Translation. Finally, all of you should be of one mind, sympathize with one another, love each other as brothers and sisters, be tender-hearted and keep a humble attitude, don't repay evil for evil, don't retaliate with insults when people insult you, instead pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do and he will grant you his blessing. For the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, Keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. Wow. 
you want to live a good quality life, keep your tongue from speaking evil and from telling lies. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't give insult for insult. Can you see that? <laughs> so some other people out there would say, oh, um, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. When Jesus came, he said, stop it. I know Moses permitted you to do that. The rules of the game have changed. That was never the design. When somebody curses you, Jesus said, bless them. When somebody persecutes you, he says, oh, pray for them. <laughs> Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we extract ourselves from whatever system is out there that is destroying people's minds, souls, and bodies in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. This is why forgiveness is a big issue. In God's system, forgiveness is a big issue. Jesus taught his disciples how to pray in Matthew chapter 6, okay, from verse 6. But you remember, after our Father who is in heaven, hallowed or worship be your name, your kingdom come. It says, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. It says, and forgive us our sins. As we forgive those that sin against us or forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors, it's a major part of prayer. It's a major part. Our relationship with God is not going to work except our relationships with other people work. So he says, pay attention to this. So I'm calling us today to this covenant health platform. It runs on the principle of love. Amen. Good. The Corinthians may not have known the reasons for some of the major problems that they had until Paul wrote to them. In 1 Corinthians 11, he spoke specifically about um, the communion, how they took the communion, how they celebrated the Passover and said there was so much division in the church. They had camps in the church and even the wealthy were oppressing the poor to the extent that there was class segregation in church. The wealthy would go in there Eat all the bread, all the body of the Lord, finish the body of Jesus, right? And finish the blood of Jesus. And they said the poor people, the lower class people will come into the service and the communion was finished. Wow. <laughs> I don't have the time to read all the verses, but I'll read two verses. First Corinthians eleven twenty nine and 30. New Living Translation. First Corinthians eleven twenty nine and 30. He said, for if you eat the bread or drink the cup, Without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. That is why many of you are weak and sick and some have even died. Oh, wow. Yes. How people treat themselves affects their health. That's what I'm saying. We are part of a system, a God system that runs on the principle of love. Most of our health problems come from relationship stress. Honestly, relationship stress. A lot of the relationship stress comes from the family. If it, Listen, if you're going to be a Christian and you're going to be married, you've just got, get, you've got to sign in to be a forgiver. Permit that word. Be on the frequency of forgiveness permanently. <laughs> you know, one of the most profound things I ever had was from my pastor the day he said to me, I practice the law of advanced forgiveness. 
See, the offense you will commit against me next year, I've forgiven you already. So I've forgiven you up front. I said, what? <laughs> if you want to give yourself peace of mind, that's it. You know what? When the relationship stress comes, the anger comes, the frustration comes, the bitterness comes, you know what they do? They make us to produce chemicals that run the body in excessive quantity. They wear the lining of the stomach, they make the organs to malfunction, they make the body to produce growth that it should not produce. Honestly, it's in the relationships. So let's start from here. Radical love is kingdom culture. Let's do it. We want to enjoy health. According to God's provision, let's start the forgiveness now. Let's start the forgiveness now, 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 right now. Yes, as, as I'm speaking right now, receive the grace from God. Honestly, some of us are really bitter. Some of us have been battered. We've been abused. Oh, yes, we've been hurt so deeply. Agreed. We can't even forgive on our own. In the mighty name of Jesus, I receive the power of the Holy Spirit on you, on myself right now. We declare the things that are impossible with men are possible with God. We come into the realm of possibilities. We receive the power of the Holy Spirit to love. We receive the power of the Holy Spirit to forgive. We receive the power of the Holy Spirit to let go of every hurt and every pain. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Once we are on this love frequency, every trace of pain or disease in our bodies is a trespasser. And we have the right to evict them. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same, yesterday, today, and forever. He is still in the business of healing, of running sicknesses and diseases out of people's bodies. Hallelujah. I must say this, put in this caveat, we are not suggesting in any way that every sickness is as a result of our sinning or, or of our <laughs> treating people bad. No, no. Uh, there are diseases carrying bodies around that normally just move around and hurt people. Wherever that sickness or disease has come from, we decree right now, it's time is up. Hallelujah. I read this verse and we pray, or these verses, Matthew four twenty three and 24, New Living Translation. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick. And whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. In the name of the Jesus Christ, that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The one that healed them all. Today, we call on him to heal us all. I want you to pray right now in the name of Jesus and ask him to heal you. Ask Jesus to heal you. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you have a pain on your body, put your hand where that pain is right now in Jesus' name. If you know anyone that has a sickness or a pain, begin to pray for them right now. If you know where the pain is, you put it on your own body and stand in their place right now as we receive the power of the Holy Spirit to go through right now. The power that raised Christ from dead. Oh yeah? The body that had been dead three days. <laughs> the power of the Holy Spirit entered that body and made it to function fully. That power is in each person's body right now. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Heavenly Father.
Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, as together we all pray right now, drawing on the power of the Holy Spirit, I speak by the authority of the living Christ. I speak in the power of the name above every name. And in Jesus' name, we remove from everybody everything that causes pain or sickness or disease. In the name of Jesus, we speak to every cell, every organ of the body, every tissue, every bone, every ligament. Come alive in the name of Jesus. Be restored. Be healed. Now, in Jesus' name, we receive for everyone the power to do what they could not do before this service right now. In the name of Jesus, receive your healing now. Receive your healing now. Receive your miracle now. In the name of Jesus, somebody is healed in the brain. Somebody is healed in Jesus' name, in the lungs. Somebody is healed in the kidneys right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Every growth that is abnormal is destroyed, removed, healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Go ahead and give God thanks. Thank him for your healing. Thank you for your healing. Thank him for your healing. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for everyone that is a part of this service. It may not be a healing issue, whatever the situation is right now. Let your power touch it and create a turnaround, a change in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you're a part of this service, okay, and you know your relationship with God is not okay. God loves you. Change of nature, that's where it all starts from. Sin is in nature. It is Satan's nature. God wants us to be free from it. He sent Jesus. Jesus died for us on the cross. We just need to ask for forgiveness. Then the Spirit of God removes that nature, puts God's nature there. If you're that honest person who says, my relationship with God is not okay, can you please say this prayer after me, wherever you may be? In fact, you can put your hand on your heart. God bless you. You may be at any of our physical locations or at home. Say this prayer after me. Dear God, I believe that Jesus paid for my sins. I ask you to forgive me and to accept me. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for everyone that said this prayer. And Jesus said there is joy in heaven when this happens. We thank you for forgiving their sins and for removing the nature of sin from them and putting your own nature there. Father, teach them to know you personally. Teach them to love you. In Jesus' name, amen.